Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now hit me with that theme. Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, you goddamn fantastic people, and welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. This week's show is on the recent film, the very recent release from 2021 called Nobody. And if you're going to review a film called Nobody, you've got to bring along a massive nobody to review it with you. Hey, Machu, how are you? <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Is this the first one this year? I can't even remember. It's... Yeah, this hasn't been planned or fucking... <laughs> my back, my back. Or... <laughs> but uh, from one nobody to a nerd body, I've got Duty from Shaglong Nerd. How are you, Duty? I'm doing well, lads. I'm doing well. Thank you very much for having me. Um, a nobody and a nerd buddy. I, I love it. I dig it. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Excellent, excellent. Duty, you actually got to see this movie a long time before the rest of us. What happened? Yes, um, so thanks to uh, Universal, my wife and I um, got to go to a, a really early screening of the film um, and had to sign all the papers being like, you can't talk about it, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's like, but you can put initial reactions up on, on social media. I'm like, so if we can't talk about it, why can we say initial reaction? That doesn't make sense. But yeah, no, <laughs> we, we saw it ages ago and they gave us free beer and free popcorn and everything. Like it was a full, like a... Uh, sit down and get fucked by nobody so it was just sort of a yeah <laughs> off we go oh i love to get fucked by nobodies that's amazing <laughs> well you're not doing it right if you don't know them <laughs> true <laughs> buy them a drink first find out who they are <laughs> <laughs> good point good point uh yeah so the film nobody came out as mentioned this year like very recently has a score of 81 percent on rotten tomatoes has a 7.7 out of 10 on imdb stars bob odenkirk as hutch Nobody Mansell, Connie Nielsen is Hutch's wife, Rizza is Harry Mansell, Hutch's half brother, Alexei Sibirov is Yulian Kuznetsov, a Russian drug lord who is targeting Hutch and his family. We also have along for the ride Christopher Lloyd, aka Doc Brown, who plays David Mansell, Hutch's father and a retired FBI agent. And then the only other real name of note is, well, there's two others. There's Colin Salmon, who people will remember from Punisher Warzone, because that's probably one of the best films that ever Oh, yeah, existed. a damn good film. He's also <laughs> in the Pierce Brosnan Bond films. There we go. There we go. There's Colin Salmon. And the other one, of course, is Michael Ironside, who's almost unrecognizable as Hutch's father-in-law. I mean, I saw as soon as I saw him, I went, fuck yeah, Ironside's back, baby. Yeah, 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 fuck yeah. I did the same as well. Uh, yeah. Um, basically, we'll get it. Oh, no, we've got to do a plot. We've got to do a plot for whoever's seen it the most recently. And obviously, Duty has seen it ages ago. I'm fucking safe. <laughs> yeah, D- Duty's safe. I very carefully managed to keep watching the credits while Machu left the cinema. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Machu, right. what's the plot of this film? Oh, well, um, so Bob Odenkirk, he used to have a secret job and a secret life, but now he's living the family life and he's, um, he's overcorrected. He's become too much of a family man and he's lost touch with who he really is until one day a couple of people burgle his house and it awakens something deep within him. Um, and then he just pretty much goes on a path of destruction. He meets some guys on a, uh, on a bus and gets in a fight and that leads them to being chased by the Russian mob and, and, Fight scenes ensue. Is that pretty much it? That pretty much is it. <laughs> it's pretty much it. There's a plot for those of you who don't plan on going to see this film. I mean, you totally should. I oh, really yeah. enjoy this film. I'm fucking showing a cast so early. I can't <laughs> help myself. Let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Uh, if you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. 
The one that we always start with is the compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad, one thing good about this film. Alternatively, there's always the shit sandwich, which is one thing bad, one thing good, and one thing bad about this film. But there's also the hyperbole sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing great, and one thing good about this film if we're giving it a score over 10,000 out of 10,000. Duty, tell us your sandwich and hit us with your, uh, hit us with your thoughts. Yeah, now I'm going to get with a compliment sandwich. One thing good about this film is it's, it's easily accessible and viewable by anyone. So, like, I've had people that I've shown John Wick to and they've gone, oh, it's too violent, it's too unrealistic, it's not fun. Um, I've immediately cut that negativity out of my life. But um, it, <laughs> it, is, it, it is a film that it's, it's more accessible by a general audience. Um, so I will say that's good. The one thing bad about it is that it does have a bit of the same plot beat in regards to the storyline of John Wick. And the one thing good is that it completely changes how you look at Bob Odenkirk as an actor. Yeah, absolutely. As, out of 10,000 bullets? Uh, 8,536. Oh, I like that. Fuck, I like that. <laughs> What about you, Machu? Yeah, I, I, um, I guess my first good thing about this film was, um, yeah, welcome back, gratuitous violence. I love it, eh? <laughs> it's been a while. And, uh, it's, you know, as soon as I saw something like this, I'm like, I'm going to be there and I'll watch it. So if you like gratuitous violence, this is definitely um, a good film to go watch. Some of the, the bad parts, I, I thought, um, you know, we, we live in the COVID age at the moment, and I think they skipped through a couple of scenes. Like, I well, would really like to have seen where, where he took down the um the, the obshack. Oh, yes, the oh, yeah. large sum of money. I yeah. kind of just skipped over that scene. I felt like that's a that's a massive part of the film. <laughs> um, and, I mean, the last good thing, I think we're just, I'm just starved for a good, decent, you know, action, action comedy style film. And, and this one just hit the mark that, you know, they blend between, you know, um, being fast and slow, had, had a good sort of pace and, and, you know, just it's just been a while since I've seen something mm. of this calibre. Yeah. Absolutely. Is the score out of 10,000 oh, bullets? I'm going to go a bit lower. I'm going to get... It's um, 6,766 bullets. Yeah. <laughs> That's too low, man. That's way too low. Yeah, That's too low. <laughs> fuck, I'm getting him over, man. What the fuck? fuck you know, I'm if, so if surprised. You, got, you, you, know, you guys are such fil- film whores, um, and you haven't had your film crack in so long, and you've just got need some... It, man. <laughs> <and> you, <laughs> need it's it. just given the kick that you need to. But, you know, me, you know, I'm, I'm a nobody. I've just been sitting on the sidelines. <laughs> And this was just okay. It's just okay. Just okay. Go watch Monster Hunter and come back to us. Let's see what you give that as a score. Yeah, he'll probably like that, I reckon. Oh, God. You're definitely going to have no body very soon. <laughs> just a head. Just a giant fucking head. <laughs> Fuck, I feel like I'm going to echo you guys here. But yeah, the action scenes are intense. Like, you're right. It's amazing to take Bob Odenkirk, who's like typically a drama slash dark comedy type actor, and then chuck him in this role and make him into an action star. Similar to what, you know, taking Liam Neeson, who's a straight actor, and putting him into Taken. I just, I loved it. I loved the way they filmed the action scenes. I loved how, like, frenetic and everything like that it was. They were awesome. Um, A bad thing, same thing. I felt like it was an inverted version of John Wick. You know, it was like, rather than a puppy, he's got a kitty. And rather than, like, the same thing, same pissing off the Russian mob. But rather than going to the Russian mob first, he finds, I mean, rather than the Russian mob coming to his place, like they do in John Wick, he goes and finds him on a bus. So... There was that, and it, like it, it sort of made things a little bit too obvious. Like there was a point there where I elbowed much you halfway through the movie and said, "Bet you this is going to turn into um, Home Alone. There's going to be an R18 Home Alone." And much was like, hey, "Whatever." And then, sure enough, it did. Oh yeah, it, it, it's exactly what I wanted from an R-rated Home Alone, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely fucking love that aspect of it. And then um, 
final good thing. Yeah, genuinely funny. Like there's some amazing like laugh out loud moments. And similar to Deadpool, they're like really sort of dark, oblique. I shouldn't be laughing at this, but I fucking am anyway. Like when he basically talks a guy out of death. I love that part. And then just repeats it later when he's talking yeah. about his house. <laughs> and it's just like letting these guys just drain out and die. I was like, yeah, this is genuinely funny. Yeah, it's like the comedy's not coming from him, though. It's like coming from the environment around him. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's, that's what I dug about it, yeah. And my score, yeah, the same. I'm about 8,500. Anywho, that moves us over to question number two, which is the first of our Patreon questions. And this question comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Julio of the Contrarians podcast, a podcast which rages against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. So they will take a universally beloved film and argue why it's rubbish, or take a rubbish film and argue why it's awesome. He did recently did an episode on Showgirls that I thought was absolutely outstanding. Jesus. But any- <laughs> Jesus. They, I, I wonder why they picked Showgirls. <laughs> yeah. every, of- every male fe- uh, cinema <laughs> podcast has got Showgirls. On yeah, we've done it. We've done- <laughs> oh, that might be next week's video episode for us, I think. Yeah. <laughs> It was a great episode. They treated it like the masterpiece that it isn't. Anyway, what's this question there, Duty? What's your most controversial opinion about this film? I went with, would this movie had been made in a non-COVID era or would it gone straight to Netflix? Yeah, I thought, you know, I'm not sure if this is cinema worthy. Oh, (laughs) Jesus, mate. (laughs) Just... Pack your shit up. Hey, it's you. controversial for a reason, eh? <laughs> yeah, it is man. controversial. Contra- for- controversial. Yeah, but your score's controversial enough. <laughs> Everything about you is controversial. You had Hungry Jack's on the way here. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> I-, I cannot believe the shit. Yeah, I- I- I'm not sure. I don't think, it- I reckon it would be Netflix, eh? I don't know if the- the- um, one of the big um, cinema production companies would have picked this up. Jesus, much you. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. My one's nowhere near as controversial, but ex- except... I think that either the brother or the dad should have died at the end there. I found it way too convenient that they both knew where all the traps were hidden in this building, even though they weren't there when he set them all up. And I yeah. think it would have made it a little bit more, I don't know, like emphatic or whatever if one of them had died. Like literally the dad had exploded himself going up the stairs and then Bob Odenkirk was left with the you know idea that he'd killed his father. That would have made it intense. And when you, when you, look, at the, when you look at the scene as well, like, Doc Brand is fucking fantastic in this film, but he is equipped with nothing but shotguns, and it's just like, you are going to get fucking creamed at long range, dude. (laughs) (laughs) These guys got some machine guns and assault rifles. You're fucked. You're not very fast, mate. You're going to have to move real quick to get close to these guys. They've got Uzis and stuff. I was about to say, like, (laughs) not only is he equipped with shotguns, but he's also equipped with turtle speed. So he's like... (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Doody? Um, look, well, this one actually comes from Mrs. Duty. As soon as we actually finished watching the film, she turned to me and said, this is better than John Wick. Oh, hey. uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think because it didn't have the, the sort of over the top violence of fucking people getting killed with pencils and books and shit, but it had, <laughs> it had decent comedic sort of violence to it. Um, yeah. but yeah, that was, that was a, that was a message that as soon as I saw the film, I put it in the, the podcast chat being like, this is what Mrs. Duty thought, and everyone just turned on her in a dime, just went, what oh. the fuck? <laughs> You're oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to grab a pencil and chub it through your neck. <laughs> Poor Mrs. Duty. What would you know? Well, I, I sort of agree, because I feel like the violence in this is... Well, no, there's like these consequences. Like we see him get fucked up, and we see him rusty on the bus and shit like that. Like I feel like it's a little bit more believable. Yeah, and like he's, he's very much like John McClane. He gets the shit kicked out of him first, and then he he dials it up. I don't know. Yeah, I'm actually with you there, bro. I'm with you. I'll, I'll let Mrs. Doody know. 
Good shit. Uh, question number three, also a Patreon question, comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Chris Yeeney. What is this question there, Machu? What song would you have inserted into this film and where? Like if, like every other one of our podcasts, there's a great scene where Highway to Hell could be inserted, and that would be... <laughs> <laughs> there is, though, that's the worst part, was when we saw the mid credit scene and we saw Doc Brown and uh, RZA driving off, I was like, oh my god, this is a perfect time for Highway to Hell. They've got a truck full of fucking weapons, they're just driving off in the middle of nowhere. This is perfect, but what about you dudes? Uh, well, look, everyone knows, anyone who knows me knows that I love this song, and I think it fits into fucking any film. Uh, and it's Hearts on Fire. Rocky Four. I think you could definitely put that in there when he's setting up the he's setting up the sort of the the Home Alone kill trap room. It's a montage of him <laughs> setting up traps. It's a montage of Rocky working out. It could fit in there. It's fine. It could even be like one of those little gags that he's like listening to it and he's like he's got little headphones in or whatever. I think that I think that'd be fine. Uh, if that or Glenn Frey, the heat is on just during the end shootout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sexy saxophone. Love a good montage. <laughs> I love it how it, I love how it, or every trap plays out as well. Like every trap that he sets plays out exactly perfectly. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow, such a such a good plan. Um, I had um, um, a cl- very classic song from Lily Allen. Um, fuck you, fuck you very very much. When when he comes home and his wife's got the pillow wall up, oh, <laughs> and the old man, yeah, he's got out at a hard. Day. He has to catch the bus to work. He he's doing he he's doing pull ups and gets her fucking poster <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> he's not he's not jealous of her, eh? She's got this like high high paying real uh, estate real gig. estate job, and, yeah, yeah. And he's coming home to pillow walls. Fuck, he's, <laughs> he's missing yeah, the August. bin drop every week. The what? poor fucking bastard. His watch is shit, eh? His watch is a piece of shit. And then he and then he gets it stolen. Just fucking... <laughs> I wouldn't have asked for it back, eh? I'd have been like, nah, you keep that watch. Yeah, that yeah, watch yeah. Piece of shit. Watch your bins not get taken out for a fucking month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. And that moves us over to our next Patreon question, which comes courtesy of the amazing man. This is Dave Baker. Dave has his own Patreon at patreon.com forward slash your favorite. On it, he posts a ton of awesome content you guys should all go check out. And what Dave would like to know this week is which two characters from this film would you guys want with you at a house party? This is the first one I'm going to not go with the, the hot girls in the film. Like, honestly, because... You're selling out, bro. Your <laughs> well, audience is well, the one Well, the one hot girl, she's, she'll definitely blackmail you. Like, so you can't, you know, she... she she'll put a, a pillow wall up in front of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the other four, I've got a pillow wall and um, one that's going to blackmail me. So Can I'm we gonna... please stop talking about pillow, pillow walls for the rest of this podcast, man? This is a little bit too close to <laughs> home for me. <laughs> um, so I had Pavel, the Ethiopian Russian. Uh, I just want to know more about... You know who his dad is, uh, or who his mum is. It's an Ethiopian long distance runner, and is it a gymnast or what? What kind of Russian? Oh, anyway, anyway. Um, so yeah, Pavel. Oh yeah, his, his dad him. was a gymnast, or his mum was a gymnast, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and oh, I'm gonna go with Julian because he, you know, he knows how to throw a party. Like he literally rolls out outside the bar, rolls out of his car. He has a drink, um, a little sniff, and then he's on stage doing his thing. That that is an entertainer for for all time. You would last about twenty fucking seconds at a part a party with Julian. Oh yeah, if you don't clap, you're getting a fucking martini glass in the neck. Exactly, you would much. You would give him one fucking look, and you'd just be like, "What the fuck?" No, your thing, your thing. Get drunk and try and arm wrestle, dude. You'd be like, "Have an arm wrestle," and if you beat him, he'd kick the fucking shit out of you. Uh, no, he wouldn't. He'd be right. He's not crazy. He's not crazy. <laughs> Jesus, he, he just. <laughs> How drunk are you? Are you still going yeah, from last night? I think so. <laughs> what about 
What about you, dudes? Uh, well, look, I'm I'm going to go for the safe card here. I'm going to pick Christopher Lloyd. I feel like he's he's going to be like one of the guys that just sort of sits in the corner for the entire fucking party, and then oh. once majority of the cunts go home, then he starts to get. Then it's like, all right, I can be a dick and not have to worry about ninety percent of the people here. That's a good point. Yeah, not coming to one of your parties, dude. <laughs> Oh, I'll, just be, I'll, just, I'll just be a dick constantly. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to even it out, man. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you got to take the good with the bad. And I'm going to go with Michael Ironsides for the other one, just because it doesn't matter if that man is talking about the manufacturing of a pillow. That man's voice is pure sex, and you put a glass of whiskey in that hand, and he's going to have some good stories. God, I just want to hang on to that that mustache, eh? Jesus. What the fuck? You want to go on a mustache, <laughs> mustache ride? Is that what Who wants a mustache ride? Oh, I do, I do. <laughs> Uh, he's a bald man, Sam. You can, you can, you you can relate. You'll never guess who my first answer was. <laughs> Look at that, her dad. Uh, <laughs> of course, I want Michael Ironside there. He's the uh, man. He's awesome. He seems like, I mean, like most of the people in this film have problems. He seems like the only one that doesn't have a problem. And then I was trying, like, I was really struggling because, as you see, my next comment was no fucking idea. But then I went with the bus driver so I could get a ride home after the party. <laughs> yeah. She's a good sport, eh? Fucking bus driver. <laughs> the bus driver. She, she lets puts anybody up with a in. Lot. She lets anybody in. The, the question this- is, at your house party. So you're going to leave your house party to catch a fucking bus. Yeah, well, some people, I'm not going to name names, typically just outstay their welcome. <laughs> Michael <Yeah>. Einstein. <laughs> Michael Much you Einstein typically outstays his welcome. Uh, I own that couch. It's got my name on it and my imprint and my smell. It's definitely got your DNA on it, that couch. <laughs> anyway. Uh, moves us over to question number five, which is also a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of Dan Brennick of the Netflix and Swill podcast, an awesome podcast that covers all things Netflix related. Dan and a newcomer, Gerald, from Two Peas in a Pod, are going to be on an upcoming ep. We haven't finalized the movie yet, but very much looking forward to that. Anyway, go check out Netflix and Swill. There is a link down in the show notes. And what would he like to know there, Duty? Uh, he would like to know who was the true MVP of the movie, which can't be the main character. It's got to be Michael Ironside. He yeah, got so got much him, gold, man. He is. He's. You know what? He is the only one that gets out of this scot free. Like he, he, he's at, he's rich. He, everyone likes him. No one's after him. Yeah, um, and like you, you sort of when you see his characters, well, you expect him to be a dick because his son's a dick and his daughter's a dick, and it's like, yeah. oh, Michael Ironside, don't be a dick. And he's not a dick. He's a nice enough dude. Yeah. Um, and he just gets a fuckload of gold at the end, like. Get out. He's like, and his, what is it? His son or brother goes like, oh, what am I going to do? He's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's life has changed after this, but has this changed in a better way? Yeah. Was, you know, he's, he's, he's the man. MVP award. Oh, I went with Christopher Lloyd. What? What? Oh, I reckon he's the MVP. Christopher Lloyd's the MVP, man. Like, he had he... to leave his nursery home because he killed two people in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I'm, I'm, the one scene that sold it for me, and I've never seen this in a film before, is when the guy goes to shoot him in the head, and he grabs the gun with his thumb between the, you know, oh, the, the hammer and the gun. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I'm so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Are you fucking getting hard in the movies? <laughs> All the time. I, I, I mean, we're not watching Showgirls this week. <laughs> I see the popcorn starting to... Starting to move up, and I'm just thinking you're reaching for more popcorn. Here it is. <laughs> Extra butter. <laughs> Every time Kahu gets sprayed in the face of popcorn, he's not asking for it. He's just getting sprayed, bro. <laughs> oh, fucking gross. <laughs> Anywho, moves us over to question number six, also a Patreon question. This one comes courtesy of the amazing woman that is Emily Higgins of the Tasteless Podcast, a podcast which compares two films, one that is universally beloved, you know, that got won Oscars or... 
people talk about all the time. She compares it to a film that nobody's ever heard of, and there's usually a good reason for that. And she makes an eye case as to why the one that nobody's ever heard of, except for her, is way better than the one that she's than the one that everyone loves. And what would her question be this week, Machu? What obscure, underrated movie would you pair with this to make a double feature? I went with um, I went with God Bless America. I don't know if many people, any people, have seen it, but it's a <laughs> 2011 film about a guy that basically gets fed up with American society and goes across town killing people that he thinks are stupid. So like reality TV people and shit like that. He just goes on a fucking right. rampage. Yeah. Look, I am going to go with Die Hard. I think Die Hard, I think, could merge into this world pretty fucking well. Um, underrated. You can- underrated. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go with Die Hard 2. That's the most underrated out of all. There we go. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Die Hard 2 is all right. That's a job. I think you can also merge the worlds pretty fucking well together as well because it's it's comedic, it's action, but it's not over the top like John Wick. It's not insane like the MC. It's none of that sort of stuff. It's that's realistic, comedic sort of shit. I don't know why I thought of Die Hard two um <laughs> 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 i had four maybe <laughs> of second to it good form <laughs> i went with um a recent film called boss level have you, i don't know if you guys have seen that it's about a special forces agent who's trapped in a <laughs> look at you reading the wikipedia i don't even remember your special forces um but i yeah, but um, yeah, it's, it's got some similarities. It stars character list as a. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's a movie about a special forces guy stuck in a, stuck in a loot. Um, where You're still every reading day, the plot. I can see you. Every day he's got a, a new villain that's after him. So this is, uh, I think, that would pair with this movie pretty well. It's another okay. one of those films also that probably should never have made the movies, but it, you know, it was it was out in the in the movies. Stop I can saying see that this movie shouldn't have been out of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to beat him up for both of us, dude. Oh, you're good. <laughs> All right. And that moves us over to question number seven. On to the questions that aren't Patreon questions. And this one is, what was the most preposterously insane leap of logic in this film? I'm going to go with, um, in the film, Bob buys his father-in-law's business with fucking gold. <laughs> Who the fuck? You know, if someone turns up to your house and says, I want to buy a house, gives you a couple of slabs of gold, you're not selling them the house. Like, uh, you can't yeah, take yeah, shit I would. to the bank, eh? Like, <laughs> you can. Oh, yeah, I just, I just got some gold, mate. Is that all good? Can I get some, you know, you don't go to the dairy and go, can I grab two litre milk and here's some gold? Can I have $6 million change, please? <laughs> Where the fuck are you going to change this gold? Is this a real thing? Like, yeah, pawns, gold pawn thing shops, cash for gold. You've got to go cash for gold, bro. You've got to go, yeah, this is a pawn shop that's going to get $6 million out. Oh, yeah, how much money you got? <laughs> I think you want a 10s or 20s, bro. You've got to go straight to the Russian mob, and who, and that's where he got the fucking gold from, you know? No, like, he didn't. He got the gold from inside of his pinball machine. Yeah, yeah, but no, but who, who's, who's trading in gold? Because bank, banks gold? hold gold. Yeah, yeah just, like, just like Die Hard 3. <laughs> <laughs> what banks are these? There's not even a bank in town. Like, they just close the banks in New Zealand. They, they, all they do, everything's on the internet. Yeah, this isn't America, bro. <laughs> you stop comparing shit to New Zealand. You re- I get it, we're backwards oh, as fuck, man. Oh, I was just like, you, can, you can sell it to Weta Workshop. They'll turn it into Lord of the Rings rings. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's like someone giving you one of those big giant checks that you win in a sports tournament. You're like, oh, actually, can you just give me a real check? They do give you a real check, yeah. They're, they're, for, they're for sure, and then they give you a real one. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Anyway, that's what I thought was the biggest leap of logic. Yeah, I think for me it's got to be that uh, the, the whole sort of story of the film is like 
he sees the tattoo that the, the robber has on their hand and he goes to three tattoo parlors because the city only has three tattoo parlors for a mm. pretty simple, like, cut and paste tattoo. The person could have gone to done overseas, they could have done it themselves, and there's no way you're catching a bus to every tattoo parlor <laughs> in one <laughs> evening. It would be like, nah, you'll be out for two, three days at most. In Australia, there's tattoo parlors on every corner. It's like a bottle shop and a tattoo parlor. That's all you get. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, yeah. Man, that is fucking crazy. It's, it's a good point. It's a good point. Not to mention, like, I, I don't know. I've had a tattoo done. At no point was the guy who doing my tattoo saying, oh, by the way, what's your name and address, bro? Like, oh, here we go. Why is that? Oh, just in case anyone comes looking for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, no, just give me the money. Here's, I need to know your mobile number in case we need to cancel the appointment or something. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give us your money. I'm like, here's your social security. Here's your name. Here's, here's your address with your, your baby that needs a gas tank and you're cooking two-minute noodles and... The stupid. That was that was the biggest stupidest thing for me. Yeah, that was that was up there. I got to admit, that was on my list. But my one was the one where he's in the boot of a car and he fucking pulls out a fire extinguisher and starts spraying the people that are actually driving the car, and then manages to survive like a full on car crash that kills everybody inside the car wearing seatbelts. Never mind that he's just in the boot of a car. Like I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure if I flipped inside a boot of a car, I'd come out of there looking like fuck. I don't know mashed potatoes. I think, see, I think you'd be, I think you'd be all right because everything sort of lands on the roof, right? Like, and you're getting, like, you're in a tight, tight space. You're like, you can't move around much. If it was an SUV boot, fair enough. There's a hot, larger clearance in a SUV it's boot. True. Yeah, like when you think of it, when the car's flipped, like it's always on its roof. It's never on its boot. Like, I suppose the other flow from that scene though was that, like, the fact that the guy driving it just hit the accelerator and drove straight at a pole. Like, he didn't just emergency brake like everyone gets taught to at driving school. Like most people just yeah, break. Yeah, that's that, break. that's a bigger plot hole, yeah. Yeah. Like swerving and stuff. Like if if he if he like braked in the middle of an intersection and a truck hit it, fair. Makes sense because yeah. someone else in it, but he just went straight into a pole. Yeah. Uh question number eight, what is it their duty? What was the biggest dick move of the movie? It's oh, gotta that's... be killing the dude with the martini glass for not clapping. <laughs> like, he might not he might not appreciate that style of music. Or he might be a, a, a fucking bodyguard that's like, you know, he's, he's got to look staunchy all the time. And it's just like, nah, nah you got to kill him because he didn't like you singing whatever the fuck you were singing. Yeah. And come on, let's be honest. It wasn't a fucking good song. It's not the type of shit that anyone should be applauding. That was pretty dickish. Oh, I mean, pillow walls up there, eh? Walls. <laughs> let's not bring this shit up, man. A fucking pillow wall. Oh, man. I just, you know, that's like giving me post traumatic yeah, stress. Yeah. You, you, you actually got a good point because every week she reminds him, you forgot to put the bins out. He seems yeah. to make the coffee in the mornings. He's exercising. He seems to be doing a lot, and she's just working. He doesn't even, he doesn't yeah. even use the car. He doesn't even, yeah, he doesn't even get to use the fucking car. He catches the yeah. bus. She's asleep. She's literally asleep, and he still takes the bus. <laughs> but on top of that, like, he's got all this money. Why is he not buying himself a car? Why is he working a shitty job at a place that he doesn't like with a family? You know, like. What sort of hell has she put him into? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Buy, yeah, I really agree with that one. Yeah, can yeah. we buy? A, can we buy a new car? I really just want to take the car to work. Oh no, no, but, I, I've got to do some real estate stuff. And, but also, yeah. how are you a big? You're a big wig real estate agent, right? She's got billboards and posters and all that sort of shit like that. I have never seen a real estate agent rock up in a fucking Mitsubishi ASX. <laughs> They're always turning up in a fucking BMW or a Mercedes or some wanky toss pot car. They're not turning yeah. up in a normal car. <laughs> That's so true. That's a good point. 
the one for me, and I know the spurred the plot on, but it didn't really need to be in there, was the fact that after they got robbed, he's outside being questioned by the police, and the one police guy was just like, so you didn't do anything? Man, if that was my family, I would have done something. I was like... Oh yeah, and fuck the, you, cunt! And the neighbour, eh? and the neighbour, and then the the his brother-in-law at work. You know, he's like, "God, oh, someone's got to protect my sister." All this other shit. I'm like, "Fuck, come on, man!" He's got like got a gun pointed at his son. You're not gonna like, okay, fine. We find out later that he knew that there was no bullets in it, but you're not gonna jump on the back of somebody that's got a gun pointed at your son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh... <laughs> and then like insult the dude. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah, they're just like, "Oh, so we're arresting you for killing someone with a golf club." <laughs> that's, that's what would it have been. That's what how it would have gone in the states. Exactly. And that moves over to question number nine. What is it there, Machu? Uh, what deep philosophical debate arose in you while watching this film? There's a there's a real good point there where he basically goes a la the Joker and walks into the guy's. I business. thought the exact same thing of that scene. Exact yep. same thing. Exact same thing. Right after burning all his money, I was like, let's turn into the Dark Knight, but in reverse. And because yeah, yeah, I thought that too. The Joker, but where yeah, he just killed, yeah, he's got a claymore just on the table next to oh, his yeah. steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How the fuck did he get in? Did he just like go go to the bar and goes, oh yeah, can I get a steak? And by the way, can I have that table right in the middle? Right, right, the best table in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> so the one for me was like, this guy's incredibly smart, got it all well planned out, and all that sort of shit. Would he really go in there with a bomb and try and sit down with Julian when he could just ring the guy and be like, hey, here's the go? Alternatively, like if I was Julian and he came to me and said, "Look, obviously I'm a fucking force of nature, and one of us is definitely not getting out of this alive." Whether I just take the exit, you know what I mean? Because he says to the dude, he's like, "Oh, bro, we can just we can just both walk away at this point." Like, would I take that? Would I just go, "Okay, yeah, we've fucking we've both fucked up each other's lives. Time to call it a day." Probably not, but <laughs> I, I I did really like after that scene though. Like he gets in the car. And he's like, "Please, please come outside." He's got his fingers crossed. He like yeah. just wants more fucking shit to happen. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, he doesn't want it to end. He wants it to keep going. Like, fuck, all right, that's that's pretty cool. Yep, that was awesome. Um, for me, it's got to be the start of the film. We get, you know, he's sitting in the in the police station in the interview room. He pulls out, like, a tin salmon or tin fucking tuna, and he pulls out a cat out of nowhere. <laughs> the start of the film is, like, what, four days prior to the events of, of the very start of the film? So four days mm. before the end. Yeah. There's no way the cat's surviving in the air duct. For four days without food. I'm sorry. As much as I love animals, that cat's fucking dead. Nine lives. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Absolutely. There's not enough yep. rats in those bloody um, the, the conditioning system for kids and eat. That yeah, and the I pizza had, box um... holding up a garage door. <laughs> I, I know, right? But I, I had the, the philosophical debate that I had was how many Russians can I fight? Like, am, am I just like <laughs> you? I you just personally, think, I just zero. Think, like Russians. The last few films I've been watching with where Russians are in, they just get smashed. You know, like he's an old man running around with a shotgun or walking around. Actually, he's fucking dragging his feet around, shuffling, shuffling, <laughs> shuffling with a Zimmer frame, smashing the Russians. Like, are they? Uh, how tough are Russians? Are they? <laughs> I'm going to be like overconfident if I'm going to fight with 16 Russians. Eh? Like, I, I think I can take all of them. I'll be looking at all 16. I'll be thinking. watching Rocky Four, Nobody, <laughs> The Punisher. These cunts, yeah, yeah. these cunts aren't shit, eh? And then the very first one's going to knock me out and I'll get a boot party for about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an accountant just like Bob Odenkirk was in the film or Nobody. I can that, take on these guys. That I'm was a bad idea. Damn you, damn you movies giving me way too much confidence. I would love to see you in a fist fight. I don't, I'm kind of worried I'd blink and miss it, but I still reckon it'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, that guy would be on the ground in the flash, eh? 
of that child, that eight-year-old child that I'm fighting. Keep going down. Keep going down. Did you see me beat that child? I mean, that man, he stepped to me. Try no, and get he... someone in your height range, bro. Like... That's what I mean. Eight-year-old child. Keep going lower. Moves us down to our final question that can be applied to any film. This is an old favorite and it's making a comeback just for this podcast. Which character from this film just clearly needed to get laid? Oh, there's multiple. Yeah, there's multiple. <laughs> Pillow Wall springs to mind. <laughs> yeah. Machu. Uh, no, um, Julian and, and, and Becca, the, the wife, both need to get laid. Oh, yeah. Did Julian needs to get laid? I reckon that guy's getting laid, eh? He's, like, hey, he's frustrated he's- as fuck. <laughs> he is, he's way too frustrated. Yeah. He's got the object to worry about. He's, you know, he needs yeah. to let off some stress. Now, yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, Connie Nielsen, yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, Connie Nielsen was my answer. I'll just jump in. Like, it's funny because throughout the film, she's kind of like tightly wound and we don't really get that much from her. But then by the time we see them at the end where they're looking for another house, where you know he's been smashing her for about three months by this point. Because <laughs> <laughs> she is glowing. She is radiant. We need a basement. It's like. <laughs> She's been fucking smashed. <laughs> she has been. He's he's back to him's normal self. She and like I reckon they're both destroying each other, basically. Anyway, that moves us over to our personal questions that we thought of while watching this film. Much of what you got. Alright, so my question number eleven. Um, how would you have planned to take Hutch alive? Surely not with a dozen armed men. And what do they even need guns for? That was, it's funny because when I saw this question, that was my other preposterous like jump of logic was the fact that all these guys broke into his house, started firing off multiple shots, and not a single neighbor was like, what the fuck's going on over there? Yeah, yeah. but when the house catches fire, <laughs> oh, fire! <laughs> oh, fire! I can handle fire. I can't handle gunshots. Bloody double glazing, eh? Gee, because it's soundproof. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was your answer, Duty? Um... How do you want to take him a lot? Just uh, with the character of Hutch, I feel like you could just fucking talk to him. Just be like, hey, man, boss wants to see it. Do you mind coming in for a quick meeting? Yeah. He, he, he doesn't seem like, oh, yeah, he beat the shit. I'm like, well, you don't need to. Yeah, like you said, you don't need to, to go fucking take him with a bunch of guns. Just go fucking speak to him. If not, he'll rock up to your place with a fucking claymore and a stake. Exactly. <laughs> just guess out his house. Yeah, you got a good point. Something, something to fucking incapacitate him. Because you're right. Why show up with a ton of machine guns when you like take him alive? Okay. Yeah, and just by chance, just by chance, you electrocute him to the neck. Hey, eh? like yeah, that, just by chance, you taser him. That yeah. is a fucking fluke. <laughs> Good point. All right. Well, question number twelve. What is the best and worst casting choice in this film? You know, I love it how I like make one question into two <laughs> questions, but. Yeah, is it- <laughs> Pretty much part for the course for you, eh? I love how we walk out of a movie and you're like, I've got all these questions. What do you reckon about this? What do you reckon about this? It's like, do you, you realise we saved this for the podcast, eh? Like, <laughs> what, do, what do you got, Duty? Uh, I'm, I'm sort of split between the two. I'm thinking Connie Nielsen, mm. both good and bad, because she doesn't really do anything. And then, like you said, at the end of the film, she's been smashed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah, repeatedly smashed. And it's just like her character is now somewhat important for, I don't know, buying a house when it wasn't important for him to catch a bus to fucking work. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I did cop a lot of shit off this. Um, I said I said Riser or whatever his name is. Riser. Yeah. Rizza. I'm not. I don't know anything about Wu Tang. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm currently <laughs> oh. in the school of Wu Tang. At first, I was like, uh, I don't really know. And then after I got completely fucking bitch slapped about who he is as a person, I'm like, oh, okay, no, he's he's actually pretty cool then. 
Mm. But yeah, was it just his? Does he just have a massive following? Is that why he's in the film? Like, because he wasn't really in the film. No, he wasn't. And he's in the film. Is that to get that bloody two million followers of him that uh, routinely watch <laughs> his much. films? Like, let's bring in the Wu Tang audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you're not wrong. We'll Wu Tang is for the children. Let's bring them in. This is a four million dollar man. We'll give him one million and get four. One one dollar for every four. One day of shooting. <laughs> I would love oh, yeah, to know. Yeah, it's definitely one or two days of shooting. Yeah. And, and he was just shooting the entire time, so it would have been a fucking easy sell for him. I do love to know where he was hanging out during this film. You know, the fact they're talking through that stereo, it's like, and he's hiding. He's just fucking in a van down by the lake. Like, what the fuck's he doing? How's he, how does he know exactly what room Hutch is in any time? That's what I was talking about before. <laughs> they just know. They're in sync, bro. They've done this so many, they've home alone to so many different buildings <laughs> over their entire life. They killed Joe Pesci before he could get to the front door. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I've, I've got to the ring. The wet my- bandits were the dead bandits within like 15 seconds. <laughs> I've got to ring, I've got to ring um, my brother. Hang on. He's by the, he's by the toilet. I'll just ring him on the fucking toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> The toilet roll. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, shit, there's something ringing. The, the stereo, it's a toilet <laughs> roll. Oh, the fuck. Uh, yeah, the best for me was the fact that we took Bob Odenkirk and just, as we mentioned, we've said so many good things about him. Here's the best for me, though. I do like the guy that played Julian. I've never seen him before in anything, and I thought he was fucking intense. He'll probably be playing that role for the next 10 action films yeah. that come out. We'll see him against Liam Neeson within five years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Absolutely yeah. put 100 fucking million dollars on it. Uh, the worst for me was the son. He was such a whingy little bitch. Yeah, jittery little motherfucker. Yeah, it was annoying. Like, like I thought the daughter was right, but the son just, oh, he just irks me. Just pissed me off. What about the barber? That was a fucking fault. He's the man! <laughs> the I love Carl Salmon. He's the man! Oh, yeah, but like, what was he? It was, it was another RZA move, eh? Like, what, what's, what was he up to? You gotta go see the barber. Go see the barber. I always yeah, love Carl Salmon's fucking cool, though. He's, he's got that yeah. level of, of, like, when you see me, like, oh, you know he means shit. Exactly. Exactly. I always love seeing a bald dude as a barber as well. I always think that's all right. (laughs) A bald person knows what to do with your hair. That's why I keep telling my wife to get haircuts in certain styles. He's he's sitting in the barber chair. It's like a skinny person who's a chef. You're like, yeah, I can totally trust this. It's like if Daredevil was your makeup artist. You'd be like, "Mm." (laughs) I don't know, bro. All right. right, Question number 13. What is the worst part of Hutch's uh, life before the burglars turn up. Yeah. So when he's having his midlife crisis, yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. having his, he's missing his days of being a, so I don't know, psycho, uh, auditor, train killer. Was, yeah, his, yeah, and they have all these big model. words that they talk about Monday. Yeah, putting yeah. out the missing the the rubbish. The, Tuesday pillow wall. The the one Wednesday <laughs> pillow wall cut by my wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's the worst part? Having an extra long shower on Thursday. <laughs> treat myself the the one for me was that um you know this was going to be my deep philosophical debate is if that dude's missing the rubbish truck every week how fucking like disgusting is his house you know like how much rubbish is piled up in this dude's garage by that point by the point he actually gets it out there or is he taking it to the dump somewhere throwing it into the neighbor's yard i mean he doesn't give a shit about the neighbor he steals his car probably doing something like that yeah good point seeing as a fucking pizza box keeps the fucking garage door open <laughs> What about you, dudes? Uh, it's got to be a sex life. Like yeah. it is taken. It's taken a major hit to the point where it, he is so full of testosterone. He's doing pull-ups on a bunch bed, on a bunch, <laughs> a bunch on a bus bench. <laughs> <laughs> Those bunch beds. Fuck, I've been, I've been there. I've been there. 
But it's yeah, nah. That that, that his son's taking long showers, so he can't double clog the drain. He's doing fucking. <laughs> He's sleeping on the couch because he knows he's going to put a fist through the fucking pillow wall. Like, yeah, nah, he's 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 in the shit. You know, you know, what pissed me off is that they they have all these things. They've got the pillow wall. He's missing the rubbish. Um, he's taking the bus, and I'm an accountant. And another worst part of his day is counting numbers on a spreadsheet. <laughs> like they make. Oh, a so point, doing a job. Yeah, they no, they make a point of him having to punch in numbers on a spreadsheet as like a shit part of his day. Yeah, that's every day for me. That's every day. <laughs> Is you also keep a gun in the freezer? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got to start. <laughs> I was about to say, this is pretty much Muchy's life, except if without I, the awesomeness. If I took the, if I took the bus to work, man, man, I'd be him. Yeah. So you also have a pillow wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is why you're giving it a low score, is you saw yourself yeah. too much of this film. He, he likes to be cucked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Muchy's problem is he watched this and he was just like, but this guy gets to beat up and kill people. Yeah, well, I'm going to go, go and kill. I've got to see 10 Russians down the street and go, right, here we go. <laughs> Please get on the bus. Time Please get on living. the bus. <laughs> I can't wait. Fucking hell. Fair enough. Uh, moves me over to my questions. This is sort of an old favorite question that I'm bringing back for this podcast, but what side character from this film was completely ruined by the events of this movie? So let's rule out all the people that actually died in this film. Obviously, their lives were completely ruined. But what about you guys? What other side character do you reckon was completely ruined by the events of this film? Poor old Uncle Charlie. <laughs> yeah, the brother-in-law. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh... He was the man. He was, he was just living his best life, hanging out with guns and at work. And then, and then his brother-in-law punches him in the guts, and he doesn't even have a job. I mean, that's a, that's actually a pretty good one. I was <laughs> I was going to say the two robbers because they had to give back the watch. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't even work. Doesn't tell. Yeah, the time. Even, yeah, can't take the bins out. <laughs> or it was the or it was the bus driver because it's like, how the fuck are you going to explain this? No shit, duty. That's exactly who I was thinking of when I came up with this question. I was I was actually going to ask like. If you guys were the bus driver, would you have let those people on? I was like, of course you fucking wouldn't. You wouldn't even stop to start with. Yeah. They're not at an official bus stop. It's illegal to stop the bus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that poor bus driver, man. Like, how do you explain that? So this middle-aged dude basically took my phone off me, kicked the shit out of everyone, gave my phone back to me, kicked the shit out of everyone again, got thrown through a window, kicked the shit out of everyone again, and then here I am. Hey, well, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, immediately fired and have to pay for the damages of Blood and fucking glass everywhere. And teeth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, next question. Which action scene from this film got you guys barred up the most? Before you get into this question, I, I'm going to ask again. Do you get... <laughs> Does action I mean film... mentally. How, how, how barred up were you during 300? I, I just mean metaphorically and <laughs> when you watch, when you Did you split your pants when you watched Die Hard or some shit? What the fuck is... <laughs> I mean, who doesn't split their pants when they watch Dark? You're exactly. obviously not watching the film right. You're, right. you're, doing, you're watching films wrong, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if I am, but um, no, it's the bus scene. It's the bus scene. Yeah, that, yeah. That yeah. shit was that, was, that was so good. Like, he gets a hiding, and he gives guys the, a hiding, and it was just, I don't know, the weapons he used, the, the way he was thrown through the window, and he come back, and it just was long, drawn out, and just brutal. It was just so brutal. It was, it, was, it was pretty badass when he gets thrown out of the window and then he just like goes, Ugh, and then just force opens the doors and comes back in. I just like the fact that the five of them just like look back up at him and you can tell there's a moment there where they're like, oh, I don't want to fucking do this shit again. Can't you just leave? Well, I suppose I have to fight this guy again, but can you, can you just, oh, I like that. I, I also love the slow tension sort of build up to it. I mean, that was probably my scene as well. 
Was that your scene as well, Duty? Uh, no, it was when the the Russian mob tried to go after Doc Brown. Um, and yeah, he put, <laughs> oh, he puts, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's it is necessarily the the when he puts the thumb on the hammer of the gun and it stops it firing. But he fires a shotgun and he fucking blows someone away. But then the orderly comes running up, like, "What's that noise?" And uh, he's watching an old western and he's holding the fucking mouth of the guy he's <laughs> killing. And when he dies, he just like taps him on the head, like, "Good job." Yeah, yeah, I yeah it's good job. See you later. Lost it. Yeah, that was awesome. That was amazing. The final action scene, the final home aloneing was pretty cool as well. I mean, the RZA shooting three people through the head with one oh, shot. Oh, yeah, that was that was pretty... Uh, that made me butt wet, yeah. Yeah. Hey, the Claymore was a bit of a letdown, eh? I thought, like, um, I was like, oh, here it comes. It's going to blow him to, into pieces. And, oh, I just sort of two-faced him a little bit, eh? Like, it was, yeah. <laughs> Still killed him. A few scratches on the old noggin. I suppose you've got you to have a lasting scene with Julian and he's got to have his hair all nice. <laughs> he well, that's the, his hair. There's some people didn't there's, even get his hair. But that's the thing, though. It's like, like some people watch this movie and they would not even know who he is, you know, like oh, yourself. Yeah, like if, if they hadn't left his face there, you would be like, who's that random dead guy? You needed to know that was the main, main bad dude, dude. <laughs> he's like an expert. He's like an expert um, killer, right? He, he's an athlete. He can fight and he can shoot guns. He, he must be in, like in the war or something, but he can't dance for shit. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is up with his dancing? Does he just literally, is he just playing up? Is, that was bullshit, eh? <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. You, you can do better than that. That fucking flailing around. How disappointed would you be if you're Bob Odenkirk and you've gone there for the dinner and then you're actually there for the show and then they're <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I've heard lot, lots about nah, him. Look at his dancing. Fuck. He's an athlete, you know. He can beat up. He can beat up guys with a with a glass that are twice as big as him, and he can't dance to save himself. He's not even a athlete, bro. He's fucking. He's nothing. That, that'd be the equivalent of like you know going to a Guns N' Roses concert, but you find out Guns N' Roses opened the gig, and now the supporting acts are finishing the night off. You <laughs> deliberately miss the opening gig. <laughs> so true. So true. And that moves me down to my final question, which I had to rewrite for the. <laughs> for the nobody on this podcast <laughs> just so they could understand but we've talked about Julian we've talked about Hutch we've talked about his brother played by Rizza and we've talked about his dad played by Christopher Lloyd I want to know from you guys if you had to piss off one of these guys and have them come after you who would it be and why his dad he's slow as shit like fuck I'll get away from him nah. for sure no. Like, I'm getting away he's, from him. He's the obvious choice, but you're wrong. How is he'll, he? Not, he'll, 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 he'll teleport fucking in front of you with a shotgun, and you just you're screwed. <laughs> teleport <laughs> with a fucking going 88 with Marty McFly. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're damn right. Well, I can't get away from his brother. He'll just turn up anywhere. Like I'll be listening to the radio in a, in a bunker or something, and I'll get a call. Ah, oh, fuck, he's found me again. <laughs> 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 I'll be in. I'll be in my lair and having having a bit of a song and dance, and there'll be Hutch right in front of me. Like fuck, I can't get away from none of these guys. Yeah, I know. Surely, That's what I was it's curious. It's gonna be about. the dad. It's the dad. I'm telling you, man. He will teleport in front of you, and then great shot, boom. <laughs> <laughs> great shot. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I actually think it's got to be Hutch because I think if if it's if you're on his like list as, as it were with his previous profession, he would do it professionally. Mm. You know, he wouldn't do it inside the home. He would do it in the back of the head. He'd make it quick. He'd make it painless. He'd, he'd just make you disappear mm-hmm. rather than, I feel like if you did it to, you know, to Yulian or if you did it to Doc Brown, they would just wreck your shit up. Because <laughs> exactly. Doc Brown is bored as fuck. And fucking Yulian brings a thousand and one rifles to capture someone alive. <laughs> so what's he going to do when he wants to kill you? 
<laughs> this is exactly the point, Duty. You've, you've nailed it because uh, we've even seen Hutch has like had a change of heart on one guy. So there is a chance that you might actually be able to talk Hutch out of it. Just be like, fuck, I'm so sorry, bro. I didn't mean to do it. You know what I mean? Christopher Lloyd, Rizza, and Julian, they just don't give a fuck. They'll just murder you for the fun of it. I feel like Rizza will just shoot you from a father. So it would, it would be less anticipation. It's like, no one's going to kill me. I'm on top of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, fucking <get> <laughs> don't, answer, point. don't answer the radio. Whatever you do. <laughs> don't answer the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get in my car and I like to speak to the hosts on the radio too. <laughs> Machu, don't do anything stupid. Oh, fucking, what do you, how do you know? What are, hey, get out of my head, Rizza. <laughs> he'll, be able to find, he'll be able to find you fine because you're just pushing over kids. <laughs> trying to arm wrestle with fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is he? He's at the playground. Come on, we know where he is. Starting fights again. He's pushing him off the top uh. of the jungle gym. he's king of the castle stealing all the other kids toys I could just imagine you down the park especially this this weekend on Easter where they're probably hiding Easter eggs and you're just out there like fucking idiots they can't find shit (laughs) I was like and we're going to start now found him yeah found him yeah found all of them get away get away I could just imagine it Uh, anyway that takes us over to duty for your questions Uh, question 17 besides John Wick what other film or Film series or universe would you want nobody to be set in? Uh, Back so- to the future. <laughs> yeah. Doc Brown is still Doc Brown. Oh. He's gone back in time. He's, he's, he's had kids. He had, uh, I can't remember the fucking, the person that he gets with at the end of Back to the Future 3. And he has a time teleporting train. He teleports himself, to, uh, travels back in time to when he can be an FBI agent. So then he is an FBI agent. And off we go. Right, yeah. Well, I'm going to go with. Um, are we going with characters, previous films? I'm going to go with uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> but that's a TV series. Come on, mate. I said film. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. I'll go. Um, Born the Born trilogy. The Born oh, trilogy. Go head to head with Matt Damon. Actually, I'd like to see that. <laughs> he's got. He's got to take Born. Matt Damon down. He's got to audit him. Uh, yeah, we mentioned Carl Salmon, who plays a character in Punisher Warzone, and that's the movie I want to list to tie into because Carl Salmon plays an FBI agent. In Punisher Warzone, who... Oh, fuck, that's good. Yep, and I could totally imagine the events of Punisher Warzone sending him down this downward spiral where he, where he just basically rejects, you know, sort of being in the government, but then becomes, like, maybe a subsidiary, whatever the fuck, you know. That's... Well, he's, yeah, he's an informant, so yeah. Exactly. He's like, a, he's like a top level fucking everyone goes to for information, so fuck yeah, that works. Exactly. And we could have had some parkour in this movie. Yes! Ex- <laughs> dudes exploding between buildings! Oh, I love you, Lexi Alexander. <laughs> so fucking cool. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, next question is, you have to replace Bob Odenkirk or Hutch in Nobody with an actor who will have the same effect. Who do you pick? I'm going for the British version. I'm going to go with Hugh Grant. Oh, my God. Hugh Grant. <laughs> I'm telling you now. Like, he- Liam Neeson suddenly turned into an action star. Colin Firth went into um, Kingsman. Suddenly became a hardcore action star. Hugh Grant had, a, like, he's starting to grow on me a little bit. <laughs> After The Gentleman, he's starting to grow on me as playing these weird, oh, he's fantastic characters. Like an STD. Yeah. It's, it's foul and, you know, disgusting and smells yeah. bad. But, you know, it's but still he, there and it doesn't go away. Exactly. You learn to, <laughs> with a bit of treatment, you can learn to love him. You seem to be a pro at this, and I'm not, I don't have any comment. But, like, all I'm going to say is, like, he's always oh. played that sort of lovable English chap. And I'd just like to see him, like, just completely break bad. And rather than be, like, a Johnny English version of a spy, like actually be a fucking like kick ass. Like we've never seen Hugh Grant do it. And who knows? Maybe he's a mate. Never would have guessed Bob Odenkirk would be this good in this film, but yeah, who knows? Maybe Hugh Grant would be as well. 
I'd like to see Sam Rockwell have a have a go at have a go at this character. Like he's got that he's got a bit of crazy. He's got the comedy. Yeah, see, I think he's too easy to pick for this type of character. Yeah, that's why. It's have you seen pick. Three Billboards? <laughs> he easy. plays this character in Three Billboards. <laughs> yeah, that's he's like a mean. complete piece of shit. Yeah. Like, oh, no, same, same effect. Same effect. Oh yeah, it was an easy one. All right. <laughs> geez, geez, Sam, thanks. Yeah, thanks for the backup. Why, why don't you use my Hugh Grant and transition to uh, Renee Zellweger out of Bridget Jones? Oh, actually, no, it'd be good. Um, uh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Fuck. Oh, so like, like in Drive. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like in Blade Runner. <laughs> oh, Colin Farrell. Colin, oh, no, that's um, Will Farrell. Will Farrell. There you go. Just get him out of that genre. <laughs> We haven't really seen him in action film. The other guys, I guess, is the closest he's done to action. And even then, he was playing as a comedic idiot. So, eighty percent like comedy and one percent action. Yeah, true. Nineteen percent idiot. Aim for the bushes. <laughs> Aim for the bushes. Jesus. Uh, I got. I got three. Uh, I got uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I got. I got David Spade. Oh, Jesus! See where this is going. Is Kevin James the third? No, Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah, there we go. I feel like he could have that sort of subtle comedy, but I feel like also you'd lose a little bit too with his mannerisms because they're very comedic. Uh, Tucker sort of has this sort of like dark underbelly, you know what I mean? Like he comes across as quite lovable, but I still feel like there's a, there like was, a growing darkness there, underneath all that there's veneer. A fil- there's a film called Scarface, and it's quite dark in that uh, film. Yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, no, so that's a good point. as early on in his career, it's probably... Yeah, it's his first film. Yeah. yeah. He didn't direct it or anything, but... Anyway, there's some New Zealand trivia for you. What's your final question there, Duty? Final question is, what device in your home would be your incendiary device? So Hutch uses a particular record on a record player that burns down his house, and what would be the device that does the same for you? Uh, I was very tempted to mention about how I have a ginger, pale-skinned wife who catches on fire every time she goes to the beach. So, <laughs> so I put her on the record player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> need the, um, the clown face um, sunblock screen, eh? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta go full glaring into into the pilot's eyes in the sky. Yep. But all well, that said, I mean, I love my life. I mean, love, love my life. <laughs> there's a lot of pillows. There's a lot of pillows on the bed there, Sam. Right in the middle. <laughs> there is. There is. But all that said, yeah, no, I wouldn't want to lose Stacey. So I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with my podcast setup. I'm going to make it my final recording. It just goes up in flames because I've been waiting for this podcast to go up in flames for a long time now. It hasn't, and I'm still waiting for it. So why not just send all the shit on the way out? You know, that just make too much sense for me. I, I had um, if anyone that knows me knows that I hate cleaning. Anyone that's lived with me knows that I'm a messy <laughs> motherfucker, and I, I just can't like when I when I start cleaning, I just get the sweats come on. I get anxiety. You're a very sweaty man <laughs> at the best of times. So yeah, I mean, I, it'd be apt that I'd use a vacuum cleaner as like the incendiary device to um, kick kickstart the fire. I reckon and, like that'd be the first time much has ever touched the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> that's a good point like you wouldn't accidentally turn it on because yeah, yeah. i probably it probably is that, that, that kind of device hey, if i did try and turn it on i'm not even sure if i've got one to be honest uh, i'm going for an old school simpsons reference i'm mixing uh cereal and milk and it starts a fire <laughs> <laughs> i thought of using a dildo but um that's that's a common used device so i'd constantly be burning down my house uh, <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Cool. And that takes us down to our final question, which, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, is a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Nick Haskins, who is of Nikolai's Kitchen, but also of Livestream for the Cure. We were on it last year. We were on it the year before. We're doing it again this year. 
comes out mid-May. I'll have some more dates as to as and when we are going to be on there, but we are closing out the Friday night, I believe, which is 12 p.m. Eastern time. So I'll have a promo at the end for that. But yeah, very much looking forward to that. Anyway, next question this week is, what type of meal is this movie? It's making me fucking hungry thinking of this one, and it's probably something I'm going to go do. It's a Zinger Stacker combo. Oh, oh yes. Uh, I'm not done. Um, <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, um, we'll finish when I finish. Um, it'll a Zinger Stacker combo, large chips, large potato and gravy for dipping. You're replacing the, the supercharged sauce and the relish with the original Zinger mayo, and it is popcorn chicken with a large oh. fucking Mountain Dew. Oh, fuck, I'm so fucking hungry. It's Good Friday today, and fuck the rules, I'm getting chicken. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there's at least one or two KFCs yeah. open. Fuck, I, you know, I had KFC as well, but a slightly different spin on it. I had the experience of KFC, so it's um, Valentine's Dinner at KFC. So it's fucking Ooh. awesome. But Valentine's you, Dinner at KFC? Do they do something special in New York? <laughs> it's like having Valentine's Dinner at KFC, because you know you want it, and, and you haven't had it in ages. But then afterwards, you realize you've made a big fucking mistake, and it's not actually that good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man! Can you just? Can you not? <laughs> hey, that's true to form. That's reiterating the message. Uh, I'm, from I'm surprised a, you didn't say you know. It's a, I'm surprised you didn't say it's a pinky dipped in hummus or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good on you. Mate. It's like a Turkish delight with a delicious chocolate on the outside, only to reveal the horror of the goo inside. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Turkish Delight? That shit's awesome. You're shitting over everything now, aren't you? Oh, fuck, I'm pretty sure that's the last thing anyone eats in their favourites box. No, man, it's the first thing I go for, Turkish Delights. <laughs> Turkish Delights and Dream, bitch. That and the Cherry Ripes. What the hell? What, what the, the fuck's wrong with the Cherry Ripes? What the fuck's wrong with you? No one likes Cherry Ripes. Nobody. Oh, dude, you just keep digging a hole. You are nobody. We've worked this out. Yes, you are the nobody that doesn't like the shit. You are. That's correct. But who, who is what is sh- it you eat in a box of favourites then? Do you just Everything else. Everything else. He eats the cardboard. He eats the plastic. Yeah. He fucking doesn't eat any of the chocolate Anytime inside. you pick up a, a, a favourites box, it's just filled with cherry ripes and Turkish delights. There's nothing else. I feel like you've got an open head wound that needs to be tended to or something. Eh? Like, oh, I don't think we should be recording anymore. We need a poll on this shit. I swear to God, I'm right. Nah, man, you, you flat wrong. You flat wrong. You I'm out. The, these are the only Turkish delight, cherry right eating motherfuckers in the world, right here on this podcast. If that was true, they wouldn't keep putting them in the fucking box, dum dum. Yeah, well, that's what the fucking point. That's checkmate. The point. Checkmate. <laughs> Anywho, um, let me try and save it. I, I I love steak, so I was like, this is an all-American whatever ounce, 72 ounce, something like that, some thick ribeye cut. It's, it's that steak, but it's also with a vodka. Nostravia. Nostravia, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Ch- chucking a bit of vodka in there, maybe some caviar. Don't like caviar, but who cares? It's going to get blown away anyway, so fuck it. Do- Doc says that too, eh? Stravia in the movie. In the, in the movie, yeah. yeah. He does. He does. So yeah, it just makes too much sense, but uh, yeah. That takes us down to the end, and Duty, thank you so much for joining us and uh, lending your amazing podcasting abilities to this podcast. Why don't you tell us all about Shaken Not Nerds so that everybody from here can go check out your amazing, amazing show. Thank you very much. It's, it's always a pleasure listening to the show, so it's even greater pleasure uh, coming on the show and telling Machu how much of a fucking idiot he is. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm much, back. Much when you when you guys when you guys grow taste buds, I think you'll find that grow taste cherry, buds, cherry ripe and oh. Turkish lights of shit. The only thing you're going to be tasting is my fist in a second. 
uh, and that's a tight fist. It's always a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Um, Shake Not Nerd is a show where we release uh, twice a week, um, generally when we can be bothered recording. Um, but it is a nerdy movie review show on Monday and then video games on Friday. Um, so we talk basically everything. Fuzzy's uh, one of my hosts for the nerd, uh, for, well, for both shows. He's a PlayStation guy, so we talk all PlayStation. I'm PC and Xbox, so I talk all of that stuff. Uh, we reviewed Justice League, the four-hour cut of Justice League, which um, it, it was great. I loved it. Um, upcoming <laughs> game-wise, I've got Outriders coming, uh, the Terminator video game, and this porn game on Steam called Subverse, which I've played three hours of, and um, I have to play that home alone. <laughs> <laughs> three Jeez, hours? So, uh, Fuck. You must have a happy yeah. wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, she, yeah, well, she wasn't home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I hear the garage door roll up, turn it off. <laughs> um, so that'll, there'll be some games that we'll be covering. I think next week, yeah, we'll be Outriders, uh, some Rainbow Six Siege DLC, because I'm always playing that. And um, yeah, I'm going to try and review a porn game. I was going to say, I wouldn't get through three minutes of that. <laughs> three hours. Is That's what I was saying. You must have a happy wife. I could last for Four arms for oh, the, days. The, Four the arms video for is days. just going to be a giant fucking sensor logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, as I said, on many, many podcasts, the only people I typically get on here are people whose podcasts I listen to, and I tune into you guys twice a week. Upcoming episode, after this one drops, I'm pretty sure it'll be Mortal Kombat, although I do see talk that they're pushing the release date. But uh, yeah, that should probably be our upcoming episode, and then after that, we've got a couple of other ones that uh, are in the mix, but uh, yeah, we'll just, yeah, won't tell you about them now. Anyway, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In, or you can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews In 20Qs. Alternatively, you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com and we're also on Instagram as well at Movie Reviews and 20Qs. Anyway, yeah, that's thanks from me. Cheer, cheer. And just say bye or something, duty. Oh, all right. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever knows what to do. you gotta, you got to keep that in. <laughs> I will. I absolutely will. <laughs> Question number 13. What is the worst part of Hutch's pre-midlife crisis moment? Life. <laughs> this is, this is a, you want to have another go? What, yeah, what, what is... Okay, question number 13. What is the worst part of Hutch's uh, pre-midlife crisis moment? Life. <laughs> life. <laughs> I see the question. Pre-life crisis moment life. <laughs> I should no, have say, edited say, it. Why, it. Why always edit your questions? Why was... <laughs> I had to read it word for word. Hang on, I'll do it one more time. I'll do it one more time. <laughs>